My dear Fabrizia, how are you today? I'm good. How are you? Good morning. I'm very good. Good morning. Good afternoon. What time of the day is it? I'm, I'm lost. I'm losing. It's winter. It's dark. It's starting to get dark outside. So it should be afternoon here. <laughs> yes, days are short, so we need to start drinking sooner. It's almost <laughs> beer o'clock. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh dear. How was um, your day? My day was good. It's been. It's a really, really busy busy time busy time of the year it's also exciting new things and for next year planning things oh i'm happy great i'm also planning uh, some of my tours for next year hoping to to do as many as uh, as i possibly can right we have something planned which we will talk about later i suppose because today we're talking about well, you're going to read this quote about learning, right? Yeah, so. we're going to talk about knowledge and learning. Um, yeah. We, we quotes, just do a, a little, a little, a little recap okay. first about what we said last uh, in the last episode last week, and it was uh, about talent, about the fact that what is holding people back from closing the gap is not lack of talent or perceived lack of talent. Uh, it's much more important to do the work than to uh, refrain from doing it because we believe that we will never amount to much. So I hope we have somewhat uh, helped dispel the myth of talent, at least a little bit. But of course, uh, again, we are asking our listeners to submit us their feedback. If you don't agree with what we said last time about talent, just uh, uh, leave us a comment on this episode on our site at closingthegap.live. Uh, record your comments. We have a little button uh, where you can just send us your little recording. You can speak into the microphone and we'll um, try to answer whatever you want. You have to say in one of the next episodes. But anyway, uh, oh. so that was about also, if you agree, you can leave a comment. Yes. <laughs> Not just if you don't agree, but yeah, it will make for a conversation, which is what we want. Right. So we, we talked about talent. And the other thing that I sometimes we, we think that people are is blocking people, preventing them from crossing the chasm or closing the gap is a perceived or actual lack of knowledge. Okay, I don't have... I don't have the necessary knowledge to do this and that. Um, and I, I want to, because I, I read it just a few days ago, I was reading some articles online, and uh, one of the, the sites that I, that I follow is um, uh, James Clear's blog at uh, jamesclear.com. And one, one of his articles, one of his blog posts, uh, he has this quote about, about knowledge. And he talks about uh, the gap explicitly. And he says, uh, it can be easy to assume that the gap between where you are now and where you want to be in the future is caused by a lack of knowledge. This is why we buy courses on how to start a business or how to lose weight fast or how to learn a new language in three months. We assume that if we knew about a better strategy, then we would get better results. We believe that a new result requires new knowledge. What I'm starting to realize, at least so says James Clear, however, is that new knowledge does not necessarily drive new results. In fact, 
learning something new can actually be a waste of time if your goal is to make progress and not simply gain additional knowledge. It all comes down to the difference between learning and practicing. What do you think? I think that he's right on one side, uh, but this can also be misleading or an, I, I don't think that's what he meant. Uh, but people may think that uh, it's not worth learning more, which is absolutely not right. What he's saying yeah, is that if people think that learning more is the magic wand that's going to open all the doors and make everything happen, that's not going to happen until you actually take what you're learning and you put it into practice, right? Learning by itself doesn't do anything, and that's absolutely true. Learning and practicing need to go together. You need to act on what you learn. We're all doing what we're doing because we learned to do something before we did it, right? You learn to walk and then you walk. But if you don't learn to walk, you'll never walk. So, <laughs> but and that's physically. But um, you know, we learn about you know how to use Lightroom, and then you get better at it when you actually practice it. If I read a manual on how on my camera and I never use it, I'm never going to learn to use it. I can know all about it, you know, but I, I I'm not going to be able to take good photos. So. Practice is absolute key, and in that he makes a very good point. On the other hand, investing in knowledge, investing in learning, is also key to growth, because um, investing time, money, or whatever one you know that, that it, it usually takes both. We can learn so much uh, from. The internet, uh, we just go on YouTube and watch a thousand videos, so we're actually investing time in that. But then we get confusing kind of knowledge, uh, opposite views on things, um, you know, different things that are disconnected from each other. And that is a waste of time. We're just, you know, overloading on knowledge. We actually I find, you know, hooked on social media, there's videos about this and videos about that, and you can learn anything, you know, you, all of the information that we need is out there, really. But then the way that it's put together in a way that works for you and actually helps you along your path, that comes from somebody who knows what they're doing and are actually good at teaching it. So. Um, to have a mentor or to do a course on something that is going to make your ship go faster and um, is not wrong. Then what you need to do is act on it, come home, <laughs> read those notes and actually put things into practice and then you know that then it's worth doing. That, that I think anyway. Yeah, I mean I completely agree of course. Uh, the the reason why this uh I wanted to to mention this uh, this, this quote, it's because I mean I, I I do the same mistake, or at least I used to do the same mistake that uh, James Clear is uh, is pointing out here, and of course he's not he's not advocating ignorance. That would be foolish. But I, I found myself that uh, reading books, following or buying courses, sometimes not even reading 
using that material. I mean, I bought a ton of video courses that I just uh, sometimes watched or didn't even watch. Oh, I have this course and I will use it. This is knowledge that I'm going to use. And then the course stays there. Or I watch the course and then I never put that in practice. So I find that sometimes I, I'm guilty of that attitude, right? Of thinking, oh, I, I need to do this thing better. And the first thing I want to do is to get to learn how to do it, which is important. But then my learning sometimes stops there. And then instead of practicing what I learned, then I will try to learn something different. And I said, maybe I will, you mentioned Lightroom, uh, could be an, an appropriate thing. I mean, talking about processing images, right? Uh, I learn about to do some basic processing and then I put that aside and I never practice it or I only do it very briefly. And then I think I need to do something better. And instead of improving what I learned, I get an advanced course which doesn't lead me anywhere because I didn't do the necessary practice to actually internalize the concepts that I've learned first and, uh, and made them uh, really my own, which only comes from practice. Yes. And there's also something about uh, buying a course and, um, you know, reading a book. Like I said, I read a lot and some books have been in really important for me to 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 grow my business and everything that I do and there's um, courses that we can buy and learn things and put them into practice but what I find is that it's really difficult to do this thing on your own it at my work and my business have done like huge leaps forward when I got myself a coach, when I went to a workshop where there was actually an actual person teaching me and showing me and guiding me and and seeing what I'm doing and fitting that to my way of, because that's what good teachers do, to my way of working and saying, look, you're doing this, you're doing that, this is good, this is bad, and you can improve this way, and giving me like practical steps to act upon. And I think, and those things are obviously more expensive, but there's another thing about the money we invest in these things is that we will get out of uh, whatever course or workshop or mentoring we pay for exactly as much as we pay for. I know it sounds, you know, it sounds funny, but if something is free, I am. It has no value, and even if it's you know something good, yeah, okay, fine, we will take notice of it, but it will not have an impact. If I am paying somebody to teach me something, I'm going to squeeze every bit of everything that I want or need out of this course or workshop and really soak it up because I mean I'm invested in it, you know, and when you know, it's. Um, just the way people are. Money is a powerful tool. And so when you are paying for something, you're going to get as much as you can out of it. Um, if it's something that doesn't cost so much or is, you know, just a, a very cheap thing or a free thing, uh, the information doesn't really come into the, in the same way. So, and I found that to be true for absolutely everybody. And I don't know, you may have the same experience. Maybe not, maybe you don't agree. But. No, no, I, I completely agree. Uh, but I, I even go beyond that. I, as I said before, I bought, even 
aside from the material that you can get from for free, there's a lot of stuff that I bought and I just never used. I mean, I've got some, some still got some DVD courses on DVD. I don't even have a DVD reader on my computers anymore. I would not be able to use that. Yeah, uh, but you know, the value of that is the cost of a DVD. If yeah, that it was. It had cost you two thousand dollars. You would have bloody watched it. You know, if it costs twenty dollars, you go like, well, whatever. You can sit there for a while. You know, I have a ton of courses that were more or less expensive, and I'm talking even you know a hundred dollars or hundred and fifty, and they just sit there. Um, because especially at the beginning of my of my work, it's not it wasn't something so hugely you know important. When I started working with my coach and it really cost me to do that, my goodness, every moment we talked about something, everything she said to me, it was like bang into practice the next day <laughs> because I couldn't afford to waste time with her. And that really made the difference in the way I worked and the way I saw things. And somebody that gives you, that's another thing. That's what I do with my photographers that I work with. Somebody that gives you a different perspective on things. Because we go on and we think we need to do things a certain way. And someone else can show you that there's a whole different angle to take that thing and a whole different way to look at it. And you can't do that yourself, no matter how many YouTube videos you watch. It just does not happen. So, yeah, that's... Yeah, I'm at the point where I'm starting to feel that my post-processing skills are not as good as I would like them to be. So instead of getting one more book on image processing and so on, I'm really thinking of doing a advanced, really advanced master course in person with somebody who is really good at this that's my it's going to be my my next in investment so it's an investment in knowledge but it's a very very specific uh, and it comes at a point where i think i have exhausted all the other resources that i could have used and and it's not something that i just don't do i mean i do process images i won't say every day but most days i do process my images and it's when I get to the point where I know I could get something more out of them, but I don't know how that I feel like I need more knowledge and I'm wanting to to invest on it. So knowledge is important. It's important to invest in knowledge. Uh, the mistake is to to think, as James Clear said, don't, uh, he says, um, what does it say? Learning the, knowledge okay. for the for the sake of knowledge, yeah. right? That's what he says. Uh, knowledge without practice is is worthless, and that's the mistake that I I used to make myself. Get a course, study it, and then think, okay, I'm not getting the results. I will get another course. I will get a better one, a more advanced one, which is not doing anything for me. I think that's the 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 gist of it. Yeah, and also because if we are curious animals and we want, you know, we we like to learn stuff, new stuff. Uh, at least I am like that, and a lot of people are like that. And then, you know, it's a lot easier to learn something new, to read a new book and watch a new videos and sit there and learn something, have somebody 
uh, than to actually do some work. It's more pleasant, isn't it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, obviously, it's more fun to sit for two hours reading a book about something interesting than it is to actually sit down and do the bloody work. So um, in the end, that can also be an excuse not to do things because we feel like, oh, I need to learn this better. I need to know more about this. And you know, I need to get to the advanced Lightroom before I can actually start processing all of my images all over again and it's it's an excuse it's another excuse another form of resistance it can be another form of resistance um that happens just this um endless uh quest for knowledge that really takes all the time that you have and uh, doesn't give you any time to practice so they need to be in, in in this thing i believe in balance yes there is some places where balance is good. There, are, um, there was a discussion on Facebook the other day uh, about processing tools. I mean, uh, yeah, you mentioned Lightroom, and somebody else was mentioning Capture One, which is just a new version just came out. Uh, so I'm just going to be going to a little bit of the technical here, but I, I shoot with Fujifilm cameras, and there is kind of a Either I don't know if it's true or it's a myth that Fujifilm RAW files are somewhat not easy to process with uh, Adobe tools like Lightroom, like they are inferior with respect to tools like Capture One. So there is this uh, there's a British photographer is I'm sure you know him Damien Lovegrove. Mm. Yeah, he's a wedding photographer, portraits and so on. So he's in your kind of field. And he said, I'm, I'm testing Capture One, but I've come to the realization that is, uh, if people cannot get the results they want out of Lightroom with uh, the Fujifilm files, it's not because Lightroom is an inferior tool for that, it's be- because they haven't acquired the knowledge and the skills through practice to be able to get the best results out of them. And then they take the shortcut of thinking that they need to learn another tool. And it's a great tool and all the tools are great. And if you know how to use it, you know how to overcome their limitations and uh, and that. So people sometimes think that uh, you know, they need better, they need another course or maybe they need a better tool. When in fact, what they, they lack is the, the necessary skills that you acquire through practice. Yeah, and sometimes they need to learn to take better photos to start with. So they- <laughs> Process. Get it I'm not right. talking about you. <laughs> Get it right in camera. <laughs> Get it right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure. I tend to um, talking about post processing because I, I can't. I don't like. I like to do it. I get lost in it, but I don't want to spend hours doing it. So I tend to do as little as I can, and I tend to not be a perfectionist on that. But. <clears throat> Uh, it's so easy to think, oh, there's a new software, how exciting. And that it's a bit like, you know, we get hooked on software that does new things, um, like a video game type of attitude, you know, there's this new thing and let's start playing with it. Of course, I can spend a whole day playing with the new software. That's fun, <laughs> but it's not getting me anywhere. 
<laughs> sometimes, which doesn't mean that we shouldn't experiment with some things. Obviously, I have tried new things and they do work. And sometimes they do make our life quicker, our work quicker, our life easier. So it's, you know, like, again, there is a balance and we need to. You, you said that having a, a coach or a mentor is something really important if somebody wants to, to grow. And uh, uh, it's also important for, for feedback, I believe. We will talk about, um, we'll do it systematically, maybe in, in a future episode about deliberate practice and what it means to practice deliberately. And one of the, the criteria that uh, people uh, uh, have used to define to characterize, to distinguish deliberate practice from simple, random doing stuff and practicing is the fact that uh, in order to practice effectively, you need to have uh, immediate, uh, meaningful feedback, right? So having a, a coach, a mentor, a tutor, somebody that can give you uh, immediate and effective feedback is, is very important. So. Uh, that, that can be hard on the internet, right? I mean, uh, we run the risk of getting feedback from strangers on Facebook that will like our pictures. That's not what we mean. Yes, or or give us wrong wrong feedback, wrong yeah. information, wrong things. That something that just happened today. I read a post by a photographer in a group who uh, she started off. She's very good at what she does she's um she's new but she's she's good she does nice nice photos i mean nothing wrong with that and she was sharing in a photography group that she was um uh, she just started in business and how she was uh, pricing her you know what she was offering and how she was you know just doing fine art prints and this and that and she mentioned the price she was selling that and it's fairly high I don't think it's high, but way higher than most people. And she got a barrage of people saying, you cannot price yourself, you're right off, you know, right out the gate, uh, that's way too high, you'll never find clients, you need to, you know, start from the bottom and work your way up. And I worked for free or whatever, you know, for so long just to create a portfolio. She already has a portfolio, but she's been shooting friends and family for years just to get images to make sure that she had a body of work that was good enough and she just got bashed by some people because she dared put herself out there with a higher price offering better things and not wanting to start from the bottom which is absolutely right so i i actually wrote to her and said you know don't i think your price is actually low not high so but you know you get at the at first during the, those hundred you know tens dozens of comments coming in being a newbie she was really taken aback because then you go like oh my god i had an idea i feel like this is what i want to do and how i want to start my business and then I'm getting all this negative bashing feedback from people who've been in the business for many years. So maybe I got it all wrong and it's not going to work, you know. So it, something can be very, very um, unsettling and even, you know, really destroy you from, from the beginning because the feedback that you get is wrong. And in that case, it was. So anyway. So I think it's really important to get feedback from uh, people that uh, 
have your best interests at heart yeah. and that you can trust and you can depend upon uh, even in a, in a safe space where you're not completely at the mercy of whoever finds your, your post on, on the internet, which is, I mean, it's the, it's the realm of trolls and naysayers and so on. I think we will have a, we, we should do a full episode dedicated to ignoring the naysayers and the critics. Yeah, and also to, to, to bear in mind that uh, social media has had the result, the immediate result that now everybody's entitled to an opinion, obviously, but what social media has done is that it's given everybody a way to just splatter their opinion out there, whether it's based on, you know, experience, facts, or, you know, any kind of knowledge or not. Everybody can have an opinion, just write it down. And so whatever someone writes and someone else writes has the same weight. It's a little post, it's a little thing, and they all, you know, there is no way of telling who's actually knowledgeable about this thing and who's just kind of saying things out of the, you know, depths of their own mad head. So <laughs> it's um, very difficult to judge what comes to us um, in, in these sort of situations. Videos, YouTubers, you know, all of the, the world is full of uh, people who really don't know what they're doing or what they're saying. And, they, and then it takes some research into who they are, what they're doing, are they actually successful, are they doing this, you know, do they have the credentials to say what they're saying, you know, should I listen to this person, should I ignore it, it takes work and that takes a long time and then it's back to like learning, who do I want to learn from, I want to learn from somebody who is actually doing it, walking mm -hmm. the talking the talk, but also walking the walk in a way that I like. There's people who teach stuff that may even be fantastic, but I don't like them. So I'm not going to learn from them. So I would just like to, to mention a couple of uh, things that we have going on for, for the people who would like to learn more. They would like to uh, talk about these topics that we are talking in this podcast, right? talent, practice, learning, closing the gap and so on. Um, and do so in a, in, a, in a community, in a space where there are other people like, uh, like us that have the same, uh, the same struggles um, and have experiences to share. And one is the, the, the Closing the Gap Masterclass. That is, this is a program that is actually, we already did in the past, but it's still open meaning we, we did a series of live webinars, but it, we, you can still sign up for it and you can access to the recordings of the past webinars. And we have an active community on Facebook. So don't get me wrong, it's Facebook, but it's a closed group. It's a secret group. Not anyone can join. You need to sign up for it. Uh, so you can check out uh, the videos that we did. And we have a I, I tend to, whenever I find something interesting, I tend to post it there to trigger a little bit of a, of a discussion about those things. And this is completely free, right? So let me see. I think you can just go. We will put a link in the show notes for this. Uh, but you can just go to my website. It's at ucphoto.me slash ctg for closing the gap. Okay? You can just sign up. Um, and we'll, um, uh, we'll let you know how to join, how to join the group and how to access 
the, the recordings. That, that's one thing. And I said, it's completely free. It's, uh, we, we wanted to do this because we believe that it, it's... We love to share what we do, right? And we want to benefit as many people as possible. Um, the other thing, do you want me to say it or you want you to say it? Oh, yeah. Well, because we are lovers of good things and beautiful places and experience is what really makes things happen in us. I think uh, being somewhere in, in the body <laughs> actually helps. That's why workshops are effective. And, you know, we go somewhere, we invest that time and whatever, and we get ourselves out there and we interact with other people and um, it, that's when things really, the magic really starts to happen. So we're planning to do a week in Tuscany where we're going to be talking about closing the gap, we're going to be talking about superpowers, we're going to talk about, which because it's one of my courses, and we're going to be talking, you know, doing photography, sharing our skills and um, everything that goes with it and all the things that we're going to be talking about, you know, it's in this podcast, we're just going to bring it all out here, but to actually then get yourself out there in person and spend eight days, which is a good, you know, retreat kind of thing with us. Um, I, I think that's really going to make um, a big difference. We wanted to come and go home different. So that's that's the <laughs> that's the whole thing. We, we already started hinting at this, but in the next uh, episodes, we will talk about practice, about the importance of practice, about deliberate practice. So we are going to practice there. We're not just going to talk about those topics. We are going to do photography. We're going to take the concepts and the ideas that we are talking about in this podcast and in the masterclass and put them into practice through a series of practical lessons, outings, uh, sessions, portrait sessions, landscape photography, and so on. But the, the important thing is that we are not going to do, uh, not, not focus so much on the technical things, on how to get the proper exposure. We're going to talk about and to practice uh, the necessary skills for expressing ourselves creatively through photography much more than getting things in focus or ah, get the Instagram, the histogram right and so on and so forth. That, that's, that's important. That's a set of basic skills that everyone should be able to master. But we want to go a little bit beyond that. But I just wanted to say it's not just going to be, there's going to be a lot of talk. There's going to be a lot of uh, sitting, sitting by the fireplace. There's going to be a lot of talk. A lot of practice, a lot of practice, a lot of practice, a lot of food, a fair amount to drink. <laughs> and uh, generally just, I mean, this village in Tuscany is one of my favorite places in the world. So it, I'm sure that it will become yours as well. It's so beautiful. And, and it's funny because Ugo chose it and found a place and I didn't know where he was looking and it turned out to be just there, which is what are the chances of that? Mm. So, um, and yeah, that's, yeah, enough anyway. Yeah, we're going to rent a villa in the countryside. It's going to be exclusively for us for a week. And we're going to have a, a chef that is going to cook for us. And we'll spend our time there. And there will be food, there will be wine. 
and drinks and books and discussions. Also, you know that if there, if we don't have food, <laughs> I'm not coming. No, <laughs> come on. <laughs> it's gotta be good. <laughs> it's gotta be good. That's the. It's important to me. <laughs> we're in the heart of Tuscany. I mean, okay, that's all of my all of my workshops start with the dinner, and there's a good reason for that. <laughs> exactly. So I, I don't want to, to say anything more. It's not going to make this just a, a sales pitch. If no, anyone is interested, just go uh, on the same page that I mentioned, uh, ucphoto.me slash, slash CTG. Uh, there will be a link where you can find more about this retreat. And if you're interested, just just let us know. We'll be happy to, to have you there. It's going to be in May of 2019. So there's still time to, to book uh, if you want your seat. Right. Okay, enough with uh, with that. Uh, I think we have uh, uh, talked quite a bit about knowledge and why knowledge is important, even though it should, shouldn't be the only thing. It's not all about knowledge, as James Clear says. Uh, anything else you would like to, to say? Um, not really. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. We've done it. No, I think we, we, we said enough about knowledge. Now we need to talk about practice. Maybe that's going to be the next. Yep, the next yep. I think so we'll... We're going to start talking about practice and how to practice because mindless routine and, you know, um, time-wasting sometimes practice. We can just go off and tr try this and do that and do that and do that. And it doesn't really, um, you know, get the results that we want. We can practice a lot and not get anywhere. Although we always get something out of any kind of practice, but the best type of practice is, like you said, deliberate practice. So to learn how to actually use our time um, deliberately practicing and, and and that I think would be very useful. Yeah, I believe there are some tricks that you need to employ and some mistakes that you need to, to avoid or, yeah. or otherwise practice doesn't uh, becomes useless or not as useful as it could be, as you said. Okay, so I invite everyone to join us again next week. Uh, it will be our fourth episode. I'm having a lot of fun doing this with you, Fabrizia, and we'll keep having fun in the in the next few weeks. And again, uh, find us at closingthegap.live and leave us a comment, uh, send us a question. Use the appropriate button to record your question, your uh, even your critique. Uh, if you have something uh, that you don't agree with what we said, just let us know. We are open to getting your feedback. Yes. And, you know, because we're not scripting any of this, we kind of say, well, this time we're going to talk about that. And like, for instance, this, you know, this quote that we talked about today, he just gave it to me like two minutes before we started talking. <laughs> so it's all about what we really feel, what we really think, and it just unscripted. So anything you say will, you know, impact our next episodes. We will address things that you want to know and even make, you know, a whole podcast or some topics that you may uh, throw our way. So we are uh, extremely flexible, but we're going to keep going because, yeah, it is fun and yeah. it is nice. Hopefully they think it's nice too. You can make this better. Yeah. <laughs> All right. 
Have a nice rest of the day. Talk soon. Do bye-bye. Bye-bye.